Hello and welcome to episode 153 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week we're talking all about Magic the Gathering cube drafts. Well, almost all about. Almost we're uh, we're going to start off with uh, a little bit of listener interaction that we're asking for. Um, talk about our year-end episode, and then we're going to get into the cube a little bit. But before we start all that, like this episode's going to come out Christmas Eve, right? So we got to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, we're we're right up against it. You'll be yeah. you'll be last second wrapping presents like I will be listening to us. <laughs> so just know no that we will. Company. Yeah, just know that we will all be opening Amazon packages and feverishly wrapping. <laughs> feverishly, yep. Yeah, and also the uh, the game of I haven't opened this Amazon box. I really hope it's the right thing. <laughs> or is this one that I ordered, or one that my wife ordered? Yeah, my wife and I at least have we have like we get them shipped to us. Like, oh, okay. there's, like they come to Brian or they come to Hannah. Uh, but, no, ours uh, just come to James. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, so my wife ordered me something. She wanted to get me a new lunchbox because I've had the same lunchbox for like 15 years. Yeah. Or something or 12 years or a long time. And so she ordered something and she opened it. She's like, oh, my God, this isn't right. To the point where she got out a tape measure. They didn't send her a lunchbox. Yeah. To, they sent a duffel bag. Oh, because <laughs> she was like, maybe I'm just really bad at dimensions, but like, so she got a tape measure. She's like, no, these are totally the wrong dimensions. And then she like took it out and was like, this is a duffel bag. So I hope, <laughs> I hope that she actually got what she was supposed to get. Yeah. In the box that's sitting in my room right now. So you know, if she, uh, if she really knew you, she'd get you a fallout lunchbox. Oh man. Yeah. I have a lot of fallout stuff in my life. She has she has paid attention. There's not a there's not a big market for Cyberpunk 2077, the broken video game lunchboxes or uh, no. The, you got to get the, the lunchbox from Fallout. Fair. The one for the lunchbox mine. The lunch. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The or bottle cap mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get you the Fallout lunchbox. Surprised you don't have one already. I I do not. I do not. All right. Man, so I know what someone's getting for their birthday. So we have <laughs> we briefly mentioned there's gonna be some listener interaction. And one place you can interact with us is on Twitter at casual tripod. Yes, we will be begging for information there. Um you can also find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Or you can email us, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, all great places to find us, interact with us, ask questions, all fine places to do your homework. We're asking you all to do homework this week. So any of those places, plus our Discord. Uh, Discord is probably the best place to turn in your homework assignment and interact with us. Uh, there's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media if you want to hop. If you're not in there already and want to hop in, otherwise just just pipe up when we ask you for uh, for your help. Um, also, we have our TCG Player affiliate link. If you guys are looking to pick up any singles and want to support the show, we would really appreciate if you used our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryartmtg.com. 
just follow that link to the site. Anything you purchase after that will get a small percentage of help keep the show going. And if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg. Chip a couple bucks in, you get access to our pre-show, you get access to our show notes, and you get put on my mailing list for all the fun stuff. Ooh. So if you want to you wanna help us out, jump in over there. We really appreciate it. All right, so. So the homework. Homework. Big housekeeping section. Yeah. So we want to do next week a year-end episode. And mm-hmm. we have uh, both um, listened extensively to the Resleavables podcast. Yeah, I'm still I'm a few episodes behind still, but I really dig the format of the show. Um, although I would probably listen to Peace Sully and said talk about just about anything. Yeah, uh, I mean they 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 did steal their format from the Rewatchables. Yeah, so uh, and they yeah freely admit that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have an award section where they talk yep. about uh, awards from the from the set they're reviewing. Yep. And so we want to kind of have a award section for um, our this past sh- year. Yeah, this past year, our show, things and magic, and mm-hmm. so we have a list of um, categories. That we're going to start putting up on Discord and on Twitter, probably before the podcast goes live. So there might already be some out with the hope of getting some input from everyone and then talking about stuff um, on the, I guess we'd be recording it uh, the Monday after Christmas. Yep. For for those who haven't listened to the Resleavables, I highly recommend you do. It's a great show. Um, but typically what they do is they have Nick Miller who works in production for star city games, um, come up with a list of nominees and then they will, you know, state whatever the category is, rattle off the nominees and then kind of walk through like picking their choice together. So that's kind of the format that I'm going for here. Yes. Kind of. so we're hoping that you, that you, the listener, can fill in like some of your input on like these categories. You know, we can we can, you know, uh, make some additions if we need to. Which I mean, they often will do and be like, Nick, you're yeah. wrong. That card shouldn't yeah. be here. There's <laughs> got to be a card that's worse than that. Or no, that wasn't the best. None of those were the best card in the draft format. It's this thing over here. Right. Right. So, but we want to like. You know, see what you guys think, because what you guys think uh, for these categories might be wildly different than what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are our categories, good sir? Uh, containing but not limited to. Um, these were kind of just categories that we. I think we talked about with Brad a little bit last week, and I kind of just came up with like off the cuff. So, may or may not be limited or included on this list. But things like best episode of the year. So like what episode did we do this year that you guys thought was the best? Um, The best tangent, because we have a hard time staying on topic. So I know a lot of times we've had like our conversations take wild turns into the middle of nowhere. Um, So what was the best tangent we went on this year? Um, Best or card of the year. Like what, 
wins all categories hands down card of the year and product of the year. And then we could do something like the most broken card of the year or the most broken product of the year, the worst card of the year, the worst product of the year, um, the best mechanic, the worst mechanic, like most confusing card, wordiest card. Um, I don't know. Did you have any others that you could think of? I mean, we could also do things like, you know, this is a smaller universe things so, you know, best limited format. Oh yeah. yeah. That's good too. Like what was your, what was your favorite like card to draft around or your, your favorite draft card, right? Yeah. Cause you know, presumably people are listening to us. They're, they're drafting at the start of each set on arena to get some number of cards and packs. Right? Yeah. So they have some experience with that. Um, so like, I think those are pretty. Yeah. Pretty those are reasonable. good ones too. Yep. You know, um, should we have a best deck? I guess that's not really. Uh, yeah, that's harder. easily quantifiable. Yeah, you know, I think I think that almost like encompasses like card of the year. Yeah, right? probably. What, what is what is the card that like you know define the year? Like, there's a deck that that card is in. Yeah, like, I already have ideas for that, but I'm, not, I'm trying not to taint. Oh, I, I have a couple base. ideas also. Yes. Um. I think I know the winner, but yeah, but like, so these are the, so these are things that we can go through and talk about, you know, some of them are about us as a show. Some of them are about you guys and what you guys liked. Uh, some of them are just like looking at magic products, like as a whole. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that kind of encompasses our show as a whole. Right. Oh yeah. We we talk about ourselves some. We talk about what you guys want to talk about. <laughs> we talk about magic products. That's basically the show. Basically the show. So Casual yeah. Tryhard MTG dot show. Yes. So that is the uh so that is the plan. So I think that we're gonna start putting these out, you know, a couple at a time on Discord. Yeah. And on Twitter. I'll probably do like separate uh uh, separate tweets and like make threads for them so yeah. that everyone can so that makes it easy to see what everyone's talking about this and, is a, this is me begging you guys to interact with us though yeah because like literally the show won't happen if you guys don't interact with us <laughs> we need your help here yeah or or it'll just be us trying to come up with topics and you might yeah. be like those are terrible uh topics well, and you should you should have uh, yeah exactly in your mind <laughs> yeah so you can help us and you can make sure we don't pick terrible terrible topics slash terrible nominees yep because if we don't like them then we can blame them on you It'd be great uh, <laughs> perfect perfect so the main episode kind of spun or the main topic for this episode kind of spun off from like the longest pre-show in history. Yeah, it was like a two and a half hour pre-show. Like it was very long. Ago. It was very long. Uh, don't worry if you listen to that pre-show. Gonna have new content. Oh yeah, things have changed since that pre-show. <laughs> um, and we're probably not going to do two and a half hours on the show tonight. So I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. We got... I went to bed at eight thirty on Saturday. And s woo, and then slept till like seven thirty. Yeah. I've been a very well, tired. I... I've been a very sleepy boy. I got out of work on Friday and passed out watching a YouTube video at 5.30. And my wife came home at 
and said, why are you sleeping? And I promptly woke up for half an hour and went right back to bed. <laughs> You're like, because I'm tired. That's why yep. I'm sleeping. Yeah, like if I didn't Saturday- have to work Saturday, I just would have kept on sleeping. Yes. I was just like, Gavin yeah, went to bed. I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. Is it bad? Like I laid out at 830, yeah. passed out, woke up for like 20 minutes at like 11 or 1130 and then went back to sleep and slept till yeah. he woke up at 730. I was like, oh, this is pretty all right. <laughs> all right. So we're talking about cubes today, not our messed up sleep schedule. So we're talking about magic cubes. Yeah. So just in kind of general terms, so we can get everybody on the same page. What's a cube? It is a curated draft environment. Yeah. So it is someone has picked uh, cards that make a draft format much like Wizards would design uh, Shadows Ever. Yeah, or Shadows Ever in Estrade to be, have like a limited environment. Here's yeah. the decks we want to have in limited, right? This is someone is doing that with all the cards and magic available to them, but mm-hmm. then some constraint, right? Yeah. So these range from, you know, the MTGO cube, which is a vintage cube that has access to all the most powerful cards and magic, mm-hmm. right? There's the legacy cube that's on MTG that is all cards that are legal and legacy. They've done modern cubes. Uh, they've done on Magic Online, they had the legendary cube that mm-hmm. was only legendary cards. Um, was, wasn't there like a color shifted cube too? Where it yeah. was only cards that like weren't necessarily in color pie. Yeah, there's also a cube that like LSV brings up all the time is he once played a mono green cube. Okay. All the cards were green, but there were different archetypes within huh. green. So you That's can kind of build your cube however you want. If you were just like, hey, I really like the formats that make up Pioneer. I'm going to make a cube that only has Pioneer cu- uh, cards in it. Cool. Yeah. Um, there are ways that you can kind of recreate roughly like entire formats. Mm-hmm. So there, I have looked at like people that have cons of Tarkir cubes where yep. they go to the point of being like, Here's a breakdown of all the commons, uncommons, and rares. And then, you know, I always make every one of my packs have three uncommons, one rare, and yeah. 12 commons. Right? So, you know, you kind of get this, like, wide range. So you can build a play experience for, you know, the people drafting and playing your cube that you want them to have. Mm-hmm. They're usually either 360 cards or 540 cards. Yeah, I thought so, I thought they were all 540 cards. I didn't realize there were smaller ones. There are smaller ones. So a 360 card cube, that is how many cards are needed for eight people to do three 15 card packs of draft. So okay. the upside of a 360 card cube is 
you know every card in the cube is in the draft. So if there's a combo that's in the cube, yeah, you know that that combo will be draftable when you sit down to draft. Yep. When you do a larger cube, that's 540 is the normal size, right? Yeah. There's more variance involved in your play experience because not all the cards are going to be opened. Kind of so, like a real draft. Like yeah. when you sit down and draft Crimson Vow, you don't know that every card in the set's going to be in your draft. Yeah, like the you know, the rare and the uncommon that go really well together. Yeah. You don't know, you're not guaranteed to open either one of those. Right. Right. And if you open the uncommon and you take it, because when it's paired with the rare, it's a 10 out of 10, but mm -hmm. on its own, it's a five out of 10, right? You don't know if you're going to get paid off with that rare. Right. Right. So having a 540 card cube, like makes the play experience more varied. Yep. Right. So typically someone will own a cube and the, it will be their baby and they will like maintain it and they will like, you know, you have to shuffle all the cards at the end and like count out all the packs and like make the packs yourself. Right? Pull so the you lands out. Pull all the lands out. Hopefully the people you played with are not monsters and did that for you. Yeah. Um, right. But you get to, but like, you know, you have to make all the packs. And so there is a little bit of work to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the not something that you use like daily. So yeah. like putting in a little bit of work, you know, a couple nights over the course of a month or, you know, however often you draft, it's not usually yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, what I was going to say is like one upside of it is where, you know, let's say you, you know, let's say that twice a month you got eight friends together to do a draft, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a hundred bucks twice a month to get a right. box of whatever set. Yep. Right. Where, you know, you could make the investment in a cube, right? And you just have like a draft format. Right. That you can like tinker to like make it better or like fit the play style of your group a little bit better. So you have mm -hmm. a little bit more freedom. But like, you know, the there's not as big of a monetary investment, right? Like if you guys enjoy yeah. cubing, you can just have a cube. And we So I know like when you do a cube on either Arena or Magic Online, they're always phantom, right? So you don't yes. actually keep the cards when you're done. Yes. And I don't think I've played a paper cube that also was not phantom. Yeah. So, so it kind of differs from a normal draft that way where you're not keeping the cards when you're done. So you can like always make the choices to draft the most optimal deck, not for like value sake. Yeah. Like you're not worried that like, you know, you opened an underground sea. So dear God, I have to take the underground sea. Right. Right. Like, you know, it goes back into Bob's box. Um, yeah. Because that's his cube. They're his cards. Right. Right. So like you do have, you know, you do get to uh, get focused more on building your deck as opposed to um, just being like, oh, man, I opened this $80 card. I guess I kind of have to take it. I opened the foil Tarmogoyf. 
Right. I guess I'm pot committed for the foil Tarmogoyf. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. you mentioned um, kind of in passing that some cubes, like the packs are curated a little bit, but mm-hmm. not all cubes are, right? Not all cubes are. I would say the majority of cubes are not. So you might yeah. open a pack that has seven rares in it. Yeah, I mean, the we used to do a vintage cube, um, or they called it a powered cube, uh, pretty regularly at our game store. And I know, like, I've opened packs that had, like, multiple moxin in them. Yes. So now, you can just get, you know, whatever in a pack. Yeah, now, when you say multiple moxin, those were super proxies. Those oh yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's another that's another good thing is, right? Like we've talked about, you know, ways to proxy cards and proxy decks on the cheap, right? Yeah, you could very easily say, I really want to have a you know a vintage cube or a powered cube experience where I have black lotus and moxes and stuff, mm-hmm. and you can just, you know, make your list. Of 540 cards and a bunch of lands. Yep. You know, so you've got, you know, 700 cards and just like have someone print them for you, sleeve mm-hmm. the cards, and you've got a cube. I mean, if they're just proxies, you probably don't even have to sleeve them. Fair. Right. Because so- you're, you're going to have $130 after shipping, I think, for 640 cards. So this is a way for you to get that like fun cube experience like on the cheap. Yeah. And still get the like, oh, I went Black Lotus mocks into Ancestral Recall. Right. Right. And be like, oh, that was super cool. That's not something I could ever do basically in any other way of playing magic. Yeah. Nobody is ever going to experience that statistically for real (laughs) yeah so like that is like that is kind of what a cube is and kind of like why the cube right it's it is basically making your favorite draft environment yeah where you are getting to like play the archetypes you want to play have like you know the things that you enjoy in your cube Mm -hmm. and like you know, it's also something that's always going to change where right. maybe you play it two times and you're like, oh man, this archetype's really way too powerful. I need mm-hmm. to like tone it down by making these like subtle changes. Like I need to find the five mana version of this card as opposed to the four mana version because yeah. the four mana version is too powerful. Or maybe I need a creature that has... Uh, I don't know, can't be blocked with by creatures power two or less as opposed to one that has trample. Mm-hmm. Right. And like turning these little knobs to like balance things out. So that's kind of like a whole other point that we haven't really talked about. Um, but I do want to touch on real quick. Sure. And I, again, I feel like a broken record because I think I say this every single week, but um I think I can speak for both of us where we're kind of having a crisis where we don't really know how we fit into magic anymore or how magic fits into our lives anymore. And cube can be 
that. And I think that's one of the re- uh, that is the reason we started talking about it in the first place. And one of the reasons why you started making your cube list is just for like another way to engage with the game. And like Brian said, you know, you can tweak the knobs and change, you know, one card or two cards for an archetype or whatever. And like, that's a way for you to still engage with the game and not necessarily the way that you used to. So if you are somebody that's in the same boat as we are, where we're kind of trying to figure out where we fit into all this, maybe, maybe cubes a good way to, you know, spend your time. I have definitely spent more time thinking about obscure commons and uncommons and like, Oh man, I should probably change that card because this archetype isn't strong enough or there isn't a strong enough theme for this archetype in, you know, this color. So I need to add some cards to support it and cut some other things. I've made, I've thought more about that than I have magic, you know, in the last like six months in the last two weeks. Yeah. There've been times where like I've been driving thinking about something and I will get to the store and I'll sit in the parking lot and bring up Scryfall and go, Mm -hmm. is that card an uncommon or, okay, what are cards that fit in this archetype and like look for stuff for like five minutes before I like go into the store Mm -hmm. because I was like, you know, my, my gears were turning and that is, that is nice to like have that puzzle to solve or that might've been thinking about a modern deck or a, um, you know, pioneer deck. And now it's just like, Oh, this, how can I make this cube archetype better? Yeah. All right. So we've talked a little bit about what is cube. We've kind of touched on like building, but we're going to talk briefly first. We're talking about like the putting it together mm-hmm. is how drafting a cube differs from drafting just whatever sets on arena or, you know, Crimson Val has just come out, mm-hmm. you know, right. How do those differ? Right. And I think the biggest thing and you'll hear people talk about this when they talk about cube is, you're making a constructed deck when you draft a cube. Yeah, the power level is usually a little bit higher than like in a normal like standard set release environment. Yes, the power level is higher and a lot of times the themes are stronger. So there's more, more defined. Yes, there's more of a premium on putting together a deck that is good. Mm-hmm. then there is kind of good stuff pile. Yeah. So the 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 joke, and I 100% fell into this with my first cube draft, is everyone's first cube draft is the rock. Yeah. Everyone drafts green, black removal and like good stuff mm-hmm. and gets completely and totally rolled. By white weenie? By white weenie or (laughs) a deck that like has a cohesive plan right you know you can put together a deck that is just straight up like legacy light reanimator right and i'm over here with like abrupt decays and terrors 
and you're yeah. like turn two Gristlebrand draw seven cards. <laughs> Could never win. Um, heroes downfall it. Cool, you're still losing because I'm gonna right. reanimate Gristlebrand again. Like yeah. you can't win, right? So like those. So you're really trying to focus on making the best possible deck mm-hmm. and a deck that is coherent. Right. Right. So, you know, ideally, the first time you draft the cube, you're not going to do great because you're not going to know what the archetypes are unless, right. like, the person who's made the cube has, like, a list of what the archetypes are. Mm-hmm. On the cube that I have up online... Uh, we'll we'll put the link in the show notes, and we'll also put the link uh, in Discord, and maybe we'll tweet it out. Yeah. Right? Uh, like I have like a breakdown of what the archetypes are. I'm thinking about also putting a breakdown of like what the random combos are. Oh yeah, that's a good thing to. So you could be like, like for players hey, to have note of when they like, start. Also, these are the things. These are the weird things that are going on that you might not initially see. Yeah. But. Here, here are these things. Um, now, on there's an argument to be made that, like, hey, I don't want to know what that is. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to like stumble into it and like discover be it. Cool. Like, right? You don't have to read the description, right? right? But you know, you can, right? So you can kind of have as much or as little information going in as you want. But as mm-hmm. opposed to like a lot of like draft archetypes in constructed, right? Like. You know, red black vampires. You know, in in uh, a crimson vow. Yeah. Like a really good cohesive red black vampires deck has what eight to ten vampires, usually. Yeah. And yeah. maybe like one or two vampire payoffs. Mm-hmm. Right, or you know, maybe two or three vampire payoffs. Right, you've really it's really come together. Right. Right. Like if like your archetype is if you have red black vampires as an archetype in your uh, cube, the good red black vampires deck has like 15 vampires. Yeah, they're all in there. All the greatest bits are there. Yeah. And, you know, five payoffs like you're just like, oh, like I was supposed to be vampires here. Yeah. Right? Like this is super obvious. Like all the best, like you said, all the best payoffs. Yeah. Right. Like you shouldn't have like random off tribe thing. Right. Right. Like, like when you draft like a normal set, um, like if you go through a set file, you know, there's always a, um, like five, five for five vanilla red thing. And there's always a grizzly bear. Um, like those cards don't really exist in cube. Because you want every card to be a hit. Every card to be a hit and every card to do something. Yeah. Right? Like the the five five for five in red is typically like off tribe. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there maybe there is werewolves, but there's a five five for five lizard. Yeah. That something isn't a vampire, random. isn't a werewolf. It doesn't like play well with any of the supported red archetypes. It's just we needed a big dumb red thing at five mana. Yeah. So we're putting a big dumb red thing at five mana that doesn't really do anything. We're in a cube 
that five five is filling a role or that five mana thing is filling a role of i care about the creature type i care what it makes i care about its etb right it enters the battlefield and does a thing and that's important because there's a blink deck yeah and this can be a thing that you blink in that deck or you know there's a werewolf deck and like you know there are uh, a a third or half the creatures in red are werewolves. You are going to have a bunch of werewolves in red and green. Right. So I wanted that to be a werewolf. Now someone else could take it because it's just generically good card. Mm-hmm. But like it had a home in the werewolf deck. Right. Right. So you're always looking to like cut those cards that don't really fit your plan and mm-hmm. don't fit like what you're trying to build as your deck. To like only have cards that are supporting what your archetype is. Yeah. And now there are archetypes that the person who built the cube specifically was like, yes, I am putting red green werewolves in this cube. But maybe like there's a red green ramp deck that they might not have like specifically put in the deck, but you get the green rampy creatures, you get the big red things, yeah. and you have a ramp deck. So, right, so you're you're like, okay, I'm the red-green ramp deck. I need big, dumb idiots. So, you know, you get to a point of like, well, this is a generically good four-mana card, but this is an eight-mana card. I need the eight-mana thing because I have a ton of ramp. Yeah. Right, so, you know, there's you're always trying to make that, like, make your archetype work. And like you had said, every card's a hit, Yeah. right? Now, modern magic sets are kind of like this, where there aren't any, like, stone unplayables, but... I don't know if that's true. Mm, fair. I mean, we st- like, there's still, like, vanilla cards that are just, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, like you know... The point was kind of, like, if you ever listen to limited resources, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to find any Ds in a cube. No. Like every card, and you're you, probably not even going to find many C's that are yeah. just like, okay. Like every card in a cube typically was like an A or a B or like C plus at the worst in their draft format. Right. It's just like, oh, hey, this card was nuts in yeah. its draft format. So it's just a whole bunch of like, this card was nutty. And we're just going to have a ton of them. So, like, you're never going to meet a situation where you're like, oh, man, I only have, like, 15 playables. Yeah. Like, no, you have, like, you always have 23 bangers. Yeah. It's just getting them to work together and making sure that you get them to work together. I got a, I got one more question about, like, cube construction for you. Okay. I know most of the cube lists that I've looked at are singleton. And yes. That's kind of another way it differs from just like dra- drafting a normal, like standard release set draft. Um, but like, is that, is that a thing? Like are all cubes just singleton or are there cubes that have like, you know, multiples of some cards? I guess we should have said like, what is a cube? They're almost always singer- singleton, okay. but just like, you know, you can make your cube environment whatever you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to have multiples of a card, 
like no one's stopping you. It's like your thing. I think like the traditional definition of a cube is it's a singleton thing. But like when I said people are like trying to recreate like cons of Tarkir Limited, right? right? Those are uh, depending on who you look at. Some of them are like three, two, one or like four, three, two, one, meaning you've got four of every common, three of every uncommon, two of every rare and one of every mythic. Gotcha. Right. So. And they're like, that is roughly what the limited format uh, like that you were getting in your packs roughly looked like when okay. you made the when they made the cube. And I think those end up being closer to 700 cards. Yeah. Right. And like uh, looking at people. OK, in case you guys haven't picked up cons is one of like our favorite draft formats. Well, I mean, just in general, it's I yeah. think it's one of the most beloved draft formats. Yeah, j- like triple cons. I mean, it's kind of yeah. up there with like Dominaria. That's another one I would like make a Dominaria cube. Yeah, uh, but um, people, I, we spent a lot of t- I spent some time looking at those, and they're just like, yeah. People are like, I cut the fetch lands; they're too expensive, and they don't do anything in draft, so I don't need them. Hundred percent fair. Like I cut Ugin's Nexus because. Card doesn't yeah. do anything. Right. Someone was like, I cut Ugin's Nexus and just put in Ugin because I could. Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, if you think that makes a cube better and you want to cast Ugin, so be it. Go for it. Yep. Right. Like, that is a thing you can do. So, typically singleton, because especially when you're working with like all, all cards through magic history, one, yeah. like, there's enough versions of like every effect. Oh yeah. That you can find multiple cards that do similar things. I mean, that's like 90% of EDH deck building, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have to be singleton, but yet I wish to be consistent. So let me find all the cards that untap all of my lands on my opponent's turn. Yeah. Here's the four best versions of that card. Yes. In the deck, yep. um, but you don't like you don't necessarily have to be singleton. And okay. another thing is, being singleton allows you to vary the draft format experience more. Right, right, right. If you know, if you were a three hundred and sixty card cube, and you know there are four copies of Pestermite and two copies of Splinter Twin, mm. right. You know that every time you draft, someone is drafting Splinter Twin. Maybe more than one person. Maybe more than one, right? But if you have one Splinter Twin, one Pestermite, one Deceiver Exarch, you know, uh, a Kiki Jiki, and a, uh, oh gosh, what is the other card? The five mana thing that that takes something and untaps it. Ah, I forget. Anyway, uh from Innistrad, right? Maybe someone gets Pestermite and Splinter Twin is not even in the 540 cards. It's still in the box, right? So you don't know, like, if one, you're going to get Splinter Twin when you draft Deceiver Exarch, right? And then two, like, if you take Deceiver, you have to still make a deck that is functional if you never see Splinter Twin. Right. 
right? Maybe you see Kiki later on. And you're like, oh man, I have to be way heavier red than I was planning on, mm-hmm. but I can make this work. Or you never see either piece. And you're like, all right, how am I winning this? How am I winning my games in my blue red deck? Yeah. Right. So like it varies uh, the without draft. Without Splinter Twin, it's probably not with Pestermite. It's probably not with Pestermite. <laughs> Very true. Right. But like you definitely like being Singleton makes it so like, you know, every draft is different. I mm-hmm. mean, you'll see people on, uh, you know, streamers on Magic Online on Twitch that are doing the Magic Online Cube that do, you know, 50 cube drafts in like they don't ever have the exact same list of cards. Oh yeah. Right. right. You know, if you watch LSV, he's going to force storm and <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of different, um, uh, builds of that. Some that are like reasonable and some that aren't right. Yeah. If Frank Lepore, I don't know if he still streams, but Frank Laporte yeah, no idea. always ended up drafting like these fair salty piles. Yeah. That was just like, what are you doing? Why are you playing the swords? Stop playing the swords. <laughs> right. But like, you know, you, but would never have the same salty pile. Right. Right. It's like, oh man, I could, this deck would be really good if it had fill in the blank thing and just may never see it. So yeah. being singleton lets you like, draft a cube a hundred times and not ever see the same pack Mm -hmm. and not ever see ever play against the exact same deck. Yeah. I mean, especially if um, the packs aren't seated or if they're not curated, like if they're just random packs, like, I mean, you could shuffle the cube up and have splinter twin, Kiki, Jiki, Pestermite, deceiver, Exarch, like all in the same pack which makes it really hard for you to draft the combo. Yeah, like you take one and you're like, I really hope one of these comes back. Yeah. And, you know. And the next three people, I'll take one and say the same thing and then nobody gets it. Yeah, and so you're like, well, I know I have to make, you know, I either throw this pick out or, you know, like I I went down this road hoping that it would come back. It's like, well, I have like, four blue cards now i guess i'm blue and something else because the other combo piece i opened didn't come back yeah so yeah it just gives you a varied experience which Mm -hmm. like is i think all you like want in draft i mean think about uh crimson val not crimson val Mm -hmm. gosh what was it midnight hunt midnight hunt right midnight hunt if you drafted it a lot i mean we talked about on the show like I drafted the Esper colors mm-hmm. like probably 35 out of like my 50 drafts. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't that I was like, I really like the Esper colors. It was, these are the best. I'm going to draft these every single time. Yeah. And like, if you're drafting your cube and you're like, oh man, this is the best. You just change some cards. And now you right. can get people in different archetypes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you have a lot more control over it. You're not just, like, you know, tied to, you know, whatever Wizards decided was good with, like, you know, playtesting it four times. Yeah, you pull an alchemy and you just change it all. Yeah, you do. You do. You just change <laughs> it. Um, So, 
just when you draft a cube, like we said, think about like I'm making a constructed deck. What is the best constructed deck I can make that does the thing that yeah. this that that does a cohesive thing, right? As opposed to just like I want a pile of good cards that mm-hmm. don't like lock together and synergize. Yeah. All right. So what got all this started was we mentioned like I put together a cube. And so the cube I put together, the constraint I put on it was something that I had seen uh, our friend Logan, who mm-hmm. is quite the little cube head, if that's yes. the thing, uh, <laughs> uh, was a peasant cube. So peasant is commons and uncommons. Yep. Now you can so, do a popper kind of like, yeah, I was just going to say kind of like we talked about like the popper format last week was just commons. Um, a peasant is commons and uncommons. So the upside of doing this is it makes it easier to actually have the physical cards. Oh yeah. Because one, a lot of them I already have, right? Mm-hmm. If you have been opening, you know, if if you for a while got a box of every set and did some drafts at your FNM, right? You probably have one of every common from however many sets you opened. Right. And probably one of every uncommon or close to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't, commons are going to set you back, you know, even the good ones in the neighborhood of like a quarter. Yeah. Maybe you get to a dollar or two. So on the front page of your cube here, there's a Mm -hmm. little thing that says if you were going to buy the cheapest version of every card in this cube, it would Mm -hmm. cost you $270. Yeah, and that is assuming uh, you had none. Yeah. So, yeah, that is assuming you have none of them and that, like, you know, you're just going to buy them from TCG Player. Like, you could find right. the, like, and that you're just going to, like, buy them right away. So, right. yeah, you, you definitely have the ability to, like, you know, I wanted to be able to, like, in theory, have a cube that I could be like, here, here are all the cards. And just like a legacy deck or something, you could be like, you know, know, I am defoiling my life. But I could be like, oh, you know what? I really like the art on the Mystical Archive Growth Spiral. I want that art in my cube. Okay. Right. You could also be a terrible person and be like, I want the full art infest. Just so (laughs) no one knows what it does. (laughs) Um, the card's neat, has no rules text. (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, it like lets you, um, like customize it and be like, oh, like, you know, these are the versions of this card that I want. You know, I want the, like, you know, the, whatever it is, the soul warden from stronghold or Exodus or whatever, the bridge. Exodus. Uh, Exodus. Right. I want that. I want that, uh. Uh, so warden because it's the old version and that's like the version i played as a kid like cool like you you have that flexibility Mm -hmm. so 
In terms of making the cube, if this is something that seems interesting, so like I said, I picked commons and uncommon, so I picked peasant, and I kind of went through and I don't know if this is the right way to do it. The first thing I th thought was, okay, it has to have storm. Okay. Now, storm is mm, a C minus to D plus level archetype in the vintage cube with Moxin and stuff. Yeah. Right. But people draft it all the time because it's fun. And that's right? what matters. And that's it doesn't win a whole lot, but it's fun. Yeah. And a lot of the cards in the um in Storm are commons and uncommons. Mm -hmm. Like all the storm payoffs are commons and uncommons. A lot of the rituals are commons and commons. So I was like, all right, I like drafting storm. I want storm in this cube. Okay. So I put the cards in the cube. Like I started with all right. Storm is in the cube. Now, Storm is one of those archetypes that it there's a lot of different colors that support it. Mm -hmm. So, like, to put Storm in your cube, it just requires you to put, like, 20 random cards in your cube. <laughs> it's like, cool, here's, like, two black rituals, and here's some red rituals and some payoffs. And oh, I guess there's high tide in here yeah. and cloud of fairies. And I don't think I have frantic search in my cube, which is a huge mistake now that I'm like talking. Um, <laughs> and so like, it just has you like put random cards in your cube. No just... chatter storm, huh? What? No chatter storm, huh? Oh, chatter storms in. Is it? I don't see it here. It should be. Yeah. Top of the sorceries. Oh, okay. Oh no, frantic search is in. Never mind. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm good at this, right? So, but you like put in random cards, right? And that's something like you could be like, I think storm takes up too many cards in my cube, and I don't want twenty random cards in my cube. So yeah. you don't put in storm. But I wanted storm because storm is fun. Like storm in popper or peasant cube has some issues, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have good tutors. It doesn't have wheels, but yeah. whatever. We're, we're, we're doing the thing. We're storming, right? But then after that, the, my thought process was, I want to like put together two color archetypes, right? And again, I started off with, green white life gain because i was playing a green white life gain deck on arena mm -hmm. i was like yeah like can totally do this so i put together the green white archetype and i put together all of the other two color i put together all the other archetypes mm -hmm. and before you started like adding cards you came up with the archetypes i kind of came up with the archetypes kind of i was like putting cards in it's the first time i've done this putting cards in and you you have access to the uh, the Google sheet that I made the like two days later when yeah. I was like, okay, what are all my archetypes and what are the cards that support each archetype? And this is probably how I should have done it the first way in the first mm -hmm. place, right? Like, okay, I want green, white, life gain. Okay, what are the cards in white and green that make this deck operate? 
Okay. Now, like, that's when I realized I didn't actually have a black-white archetype. <laughs> I had black cards and I had white cards and they didn't do anything together. Yeah. Right. So I had to fix that. Right. But I went through and was like, okay, I want, you know, a, now I want black, white to be aristocrats. All right. So what cards support the aristocrats archetype? What are the things that you need to make this work? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I went through and did that and started putting cards in. So like basically for each two color archetype, I got to like 30 ish cards that okay. like supported that archetype. Right. So there were some enablers, some payoffs, and then, you know, cards that like supported the archetype. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you think about, you know, if you now they're not all unique cards, right? So there are some cards that are going to support uh the green white archetype and some courts are gonna some of those white cards are also gonna go and go in the black white archetype. Right. Right. But you get a roughly 30 cards. And then for my cube, I have 70 cards of each single color. Okay. And so if I have 30 cards that are the support the green white archetype that are you know and I don't know 20 like 15 are white and 15 are green and white black it's 15 are white and 15 are green right so i have some like okay so i can have some i have 15 white cards for blue white and you know i can i cannibalize some of those cards for red red white and then i can just have some spots for generically good white cards mm -hmm. right removal yeah that don't really support any archetype but you have to have your cast out in your banishing light in your path right. to exile right you just have to have removal and things like that mm -hmm. so i went through and i just started building all of the archetypes that i want i thought okay what are the what are the fun things to do in limited right what are the things that i enjoy doing in limited yeah right so it was like so blue white is blink right because like that's always like a fun archetype like, mm -hmm. I think it's more fun than blue-white flyers. Yeah, and it's flyers. not just, like, flyers. Yeah. Yeah, it's more fun than blue-white flyers. Black-white is aristocrats. So, like, you get blood artists. Um, you have, oh, gosh, combat celebrant, the black-white gold card from War of the Spark. Mm -hmm. Right? And then there's Vindictive Vampire, mm -hmm. which I had Zulaport Cutthroat in, but I also yeah. realized I had no four drops in black uh, so i was like oh i should probably move one of these to a slightly higher mana cost so your uh your spreadsheet is not accurate to the cube because you it still is, have zooport cutthroat on the it spreadsheet is, it is not accurate to the cube because i've been making changes and i haven't yeah, updated gotcha. the spreadsheet sorry that's all right, all right. um but like because i was like wow i only have like three four drops i should probably try to add one or two more four drops yeah. Uh, looking at the mana curve on, on the cube, it is like you will draft the perfect mana cube because it's a uh, mana curve because it's like one. Oh, yeah. It's like one, two, three, four, a couple fives, like a couple sixes. Like you're going to have a beautiful curve because yeah. the cards in the cube are a beautiful curve <laughs> or close to it. Right. So I was like, okay, aristocrats. So I need my, my enablers. So mm -hmm. like, 
right? It's called Aristocrats because of the card Cartel Aristocrat. So Correct. that has that has to be in there, right? You've got to have um, a Visceraceer, Nantuku yep. Husk, yep. right? So I, and then I have a couple other like less good sacrifice out, outlets. You've got to have your things to sacrifice and the things to pay you off for sacrificing. So oh, those are all the moving parts you have to put together, mm-hmm. right? Then I have like red, white, go wide. Right, so like a kind of the tokens archetype. Yeah. Right. Now, what's good about having red white tokens is your white token producing cards also are also things... work with your aristocrats. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I also uh, like then you can start like seeding like other archetypes in. Mm-hmm. So like like hidden archetypes. Yeah. So like I have refurbish and trash for treasure because I love the card trash for treasure. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's sack an artifact, return an artifact from your graveyard to the battlefield for mm-hmm. three mana. So you have to have artifacts. So I've like, instead, like one of the three mana uh, token creators I have is it's what is it? Call of the Master, I do believe is what it's called. Yeah, and it makes two artifact mirrors, yep. or servo expedi- uh, exhibition makes two artifact servos. Right. So hey, I can go wide. But I also have these that I'm also making random artifacts if I was the person who got faithless looting and trash for treasure. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it uh, cathartic pyre? Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's go. Oh, I have my discard outlets. I have my trash for treasure. I got a refurbish. I need and I got I got to have some artifacts on the battlefield to make trash for treasure work. So, hey, I can do this. Right. So, like, red, white, like, classic go wide. So, right, you've got to have your tokens, and you've got to have your, um, like, your things to pump your team. So, I have heroic yep. intervention. Is that it? No. Heroic no. reinforcements. There yep. you go. The four mana. And then I have uh, my boy Rally Flamekin. Rally the Peasants. Ze- uh, Rally the Peasants and uh, Flamekin Zealot. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that card, that card is, the, you, was... A million years ago was the finisher in Dredge. Dredge, yep. right? You'd make a bunch of zombies from Bridge from Below, then you would like bring in a Flamekin Zealot and win the game. So yep. I have Flamekin Zealot, right? Great, perfect, right? Um, green white. So I said green white was green white life gain. The problem yeah. is green white life gain is takes up too many slots, right? It doesn't overlap well. It doesn't overlap well. Because the thing I realized is with green white life gain, you ha- I had like four one drops that gain life, and then yeah. some two drops that gain life, and right your a Johnny's pride mate doesn't do anything unless you have a soul warden, right or a luminarch aspirate. No, what is it? No luminarch, whatever the the one drop from the lat from uh. Uh, midnight hunt midnight hunt yeah yeah right it didn't do anything and then those one drops aren't super aggressive so if you were just like i want to draft mono white yeah well good luck you've got soul wardens and other vanilla one ones yeah right so i was like well let me make it green white counters right that's like a classic green white archetype mm-hmm. it's kind of like the go wide white cards uh support that archetype as well 
Yeah. Right. You have way more cards in green that care about counters mm-hmm. than you have uh, cards in green that care about gaining life. Right. Right. And again, like a lot of times they're just generically reasonable creatures mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, oh gosh, honor troll that's like a a 2 2 that like you gain extra life. When you gain life, and then if you get to twenty-five life, it becomes a four-three. Yeah. Whoa. Right. Like. <laughs> nice payoff. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it is, it is a payoff, but like, if you draw your cards in the wrong order. Right. Right. Now it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So it's, it's like, even if you have twenty-five life, it's not really that impressive as your yeah. five or six drop. Yeah. So like green-white counters seemed better, and like. Uh, uh, green red is landfall. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a bunch of green landfall cards that when they come in, the, when you get landfall, they put counters on themselves. Right. And there's a bunch of white cards that when they come into play, when the land comes into play, they put counters on themselves. So like, there's a little bit of like landfall synergy across green and white as well. Yeah. So you're like, oh okay. Uh, blue black is ninjas. Right. Nice. Again, a fun like you need like a tempo-y kind of art uh, archetype, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't just have everything be like big and go over the top, or you get like Strixhaven limited, right? <laughs> which is fun for a while until you realize that like the best thing you can possibly do is take the eight drop every right. single time. So right, you've got you know your your ninjas. So I I was telling Anthony about it, and I think it's. I have every common and uncommon ninja that doesn't suck is <laughs> basically in the cube. So there's a few like, oh gosh, there's like smoke braider that like gives something indestructible when it comes into play. And there's another one that's like, oh, ninjutsu. And it's a vanilla six, three for four yeah. mana. And it's like, okay, cool. But it's just a vanilla six, three. Well, maybe we'll get some cool ninjas in uh, yeah. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Yeah, so there's a few cards that I would like want to take out for like better ninjas. But also, yeah. a lot of times, the ninjas are just like... Even if you're not a ninja's deck, yeah. right? Like, just having a, a ninja... You're just like the, good tempo-y things. Yeah, like, but just a ninja of the deep hours is just a fine card. Right. Right, so cool. Like... Like it's not a bad card if you're not full on ninjas, right? Right. If you if you put together some sort of blue white flyery archetype or blue white evasive thing, and you just have a ninja of the deep hours, mm-hmm. card's fine. Yep. Not gonna get mad at it. Yep. Um, and then it, like there's a daze and remand and counter spell, right? Just so classic spells. Just classic classic spells that support that, and yep. also right like. Blue black also just because black has the best removal and blue just has is a control archetype is a control archetype because it just kind of has to be. Yeah. Right. Um, blue, or red. It couldn't be without much effort. Yeah. Like it's one of those things that like, oh, you've got good removal spells, some card draw and counter spells. I guess I have to be have to like be a color pair that lends itself to being controlling. Right. Right. Then like blue red, I tried to um, go like I didn't want to just be blue red spells as like the main archetype. Now mm-hmm. granted, you can't put blue and red cards in a cube 
and put like the hits right and not end up with a blue red spell as archetype that is supported yeah but the thing i like put the most focus on is like an artifact type of deck yeah which feeds into what you're trying to do with your um like kind of the back red, door, white, red archetype. white archetype yeah and um one of the things that i did is like a lot of the artifacts that i have are attached to not artifacts so mm-hmm. you know it's like oh hey it's uh gear per whatever and it's a one three that makes a one one flying thopter mm-hmm. or so like they go wide because they are making two bodies for one card but they are also artifacts and so like the blue red artifacts is like an affinity mm-hmm. and improvised style deck where you're like making much little artifacts and yeah. then trying to play gear seeker serpents or frog mites or whatever on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And then there is like a really aggressive blue, red prowessy wizards kind of deck mm-hmm. as well. And then blue green, because I know I'm not a game designer. It's just ramp. Cause that's blue. <laughs> that's just blue green in like every format. It's just yep. ramp. There's big things. Uh, as Self-explanatory. Yes. Yes. There's a, a, a what a plated crusher for GGG seven six or something hexproof trample there you go Mm -hmm. cast that (laughs) good things will happen um i have like a dredge archetype i actually cut a dredger i feel i feel dirty oh man yeah i know i had like i was like i need greater moss dog i can't justify you i need another green card uh right but so i have dredge that like has uh some cards that have retrace Right, so when you get them okay. in the graveyard, you can discard a land and cast them from your graveyard. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like you can flip your deck over that way, and just cast the same spell over and over and over again. When Do you, you have the? Uh, I'm sorry, you have to bear with me. I'm flipping back and forth between your overview and your uh, mm-hmm. your set list here. Do you have the like quasi dredge payoffs from? Um, like the War of the Spark block, like Lotlith I have Giant, and I have Motorhawk. I forgot about Lotlith Giant. So from okay. there, I have I have uh, oh gosh, I have Motorhawk was the big one from that set. The other mm-hmm. things I have are Worm Harvest. Okay, that has retrace. So you make a one one black and green worm for each land in your graveyard. Yeah, and then I have Spider Spawning. Okay, that makes. A one one a one two spider for each creature in your graveyard and it has flashback yeah. for seven. Gotcha. Um so those were so those were the gruel payoffs. And then uh, I have a couple other like I have one other retrace spell. Savage mm-hmm. con uh conception, which retraces and makes a three three, which I might only need one retrace spell, like that could get cut for something. Um yeah. so those were the the big things now i also have dread return oh i have dread return and lab man oh so you could backdoor be salty yeah and reanimate a lab man as you deck yourself yeah so you have like a thassa's oracle win in air quotes right right now like lab man has to both survive and you have to draw a card but you have lab man chillin 
Uh, I also have the blue-green spider from this set that is like a spider spawning on a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as like a second way to spider spawn. But yeah, I guess like Lotlith Giant would be good to just like, you know, blow someone up Mm -hmm. uh, with like your bunch of creatures in your graveyard. Because I also have, what's the other card from this set? Uh, Dire, Diagraph Rebirth. Oh, yeah. The the flashback reanimation spell. Yep. So, right, you could be black, green, like hard milling yourself to recast things or with, you know, uh, unburial rights and um, unburial rights and that and dread return, right? You could be milling yourself to reanimate. Right. So there's a number of different things going on there but it is just general like put stuff in your graveyard uh and then i have black red goblins which is the archetype i've been tinkering with most recently Mm -hmm. so black red goblins was a modern horizons 2 archetype so sorry modern horizons 1 so you have munitions expert Mm -hmm. at uncommon and i was like struggling on the black red archetype because um black white is kind of already sacrifice. Yeah, and that's so, what red black has been for the last two like, years. Yeah. So I didn't want black red to just be sacrifice but different. And yeah. uh a lot of the go wide in uh red that I had uh were spells that made goblins. So I naturally already had a bunch of goblins in red. Mm-hmm. So like like sprinkling in some black goblins to give uh, black a goblins-y feel yeah. seemed like doable. And so, you know, but if you like wanted your black deck to be something different, like your black red deck could be sacrifice if you wanted your white black deck to be like the life gain archetype, which has kind of been the black white go to for for yeah. a while. That could also be a thing that you do. Um but I went with goblins and then like found you know again like this is something that like going through this exercise we were talking about it in the pre show, this card called Mad Ante. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's a two and a black two two that gives all other goblins you control plus one plus one. I did not know there was a black goblin lord. Yeah, I didn't either. But there's that. And then there's um what's this guy called? Uh Face Vaulter. Oh boy. He's a one mana one one that you can pay black and sack a goblin and he gets plus two plus two until the end of turn. Wow. Right? So like you know, it can feed into if you want to do black red sacrifice, like you have face vaulter. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the Skirk Prospector, right? You're going to yep. be sacking goblins. Yep. But you have Mayhem Devil. And you also mm-hmm. have uh, a, a James request of Goblin Bombardment. <laughs> it's a good card, man. It is a good card, right? But you have Goblin Bombardment to, like, you know, like, hey, I can, you can also sacrifice stuff in Black Red if you want. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not the main thing. There's only a couple cards that kind of pay you off on that. Yeah. Right? 
And then, like I said, red-green is landfall. It's like the uh, another one of the aggressive archetypes. Mm-hmm. Right? You have like a coomed hellhound. Is that a coomed hellhound? Is that what it's called? Yeah. A coomed hellhound. And then there's some like two drop. Uh, oh, here we go. Scythe leopard. Yeah. And then like the some of the busted landfall cards from Zendikar. Yeah. Before like like original Zendikar, before they realized that like like plated geopede is not okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a one one first striker that becomes a three first first striker. Oh, you mean so it's unblockable on turns two, three, and four. Excellent. Basically. Yeah. So like you have, you know, stuff like that. And like I don't know if that's the right archetype because like red green landfall isn't an archetype that's been in multiple formats. So like I'm dealing with a smaller card pool. Yeah. But it also seems like it's fine. And you know, if we well, put it like the nice part about landfall is that it like complements a bunch of other things. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be just landfall. It could be like red green aggressive with like like you said, kind of a landfall like twist something. on it. Yeah. yeah, like you could be you could have some goblins and you could have, you know, your your uh, landfall cards. But you're not like mm-hmm. just like oh I, if I don't have every card that says landfall the deck doesn't work, right? You know you could take your goblin bushwhacker and your what's your what's the other goblin that does that? There's another goblin that pumps like your entire team. Reckless bushwhacker. Yeah, you could take those, which I think is in the cube. Maybe it's oh no, maybe it's not. Oh no. Uh, oh man, I'm you only got one whacker. I thought I had two. Crap. Okay, well things to fix. See, this is yeah. another thing. You get to talk about it and fix it. Sure. Uh, get that other whacker in here. Yeah, I thought I had it. Okay. Uh, is it? Uh, oh, it's reckless bushwhacker. That is the the issue. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll add him to the maybe list because I thought he was already on the team, but he's on the maybe list, so I have to f- figure out where he goes. Yeah. Why? What was I doing? Like that is not okay. I'm sure there's a bad card here I can get rid of. Um. <laughs> to i already know what card it's gonna be okay we're done um so i I got i got one more question for you while we're looking at red cards right here you have a goblin war chief i do um do you value the cost reduction more than another lord is there another uncommon is there an uncommon lord because i would probably take the uncommon lord yeah um I don't remember uh, its name off the top of my head, though. I thought the... I mean, I could be... I could have just missed it. And so that is, as we as we have established, uh, yeah. mistakes, the mistakes can be made. But yeah, I would probably want the Lord. But doesn't he also give haste, or am I thinking of the wrong guy? No, he does. So at least it gives haste. But yeah, where does the other... I think the Lord does, too, though. So there's Bushwhacker... Uh, that's a card I didn't know existed. What card's that? Goblin General. I don't know that one. Whenever Goblin General attacks, Goblin creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. No. I did not know that was a card. So are you thinking of, like, Warchief? Uh... Or no, what's, there's, there's the one, there's one that gets plus one, plus one in haste, and it's a rare. I think. Hmm. Um, 
but yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like being peasant, you're like, is I thought this car was like we had a discussion. We thought Siege Game Commander was an uncommon. I could have swore they had an uncommon printing. Yes, it it is not. If Scryfall is to be believed, and Scryfall is to be believed, yeah. do not question Scryfall. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a not a hero. So yeah, let's see one. Yeah. So just going through and then like deciding if you want like combos in your cube. And one thing I like about cube is I like the fact that you get to do powerful things. Yeah. And I think that the powerful things that you get to do are to do random combos. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, I put splinter twin, not real splinter twin, like knockoff splinter twin in the cube. Yeah, which Splinter Oak? Oh, we oh, we got like five of them. Uh, okay. So there's Midnight Guard. Yeah. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, untap Midnight Guard. If you pair that with, uh, where is he at? Uh, Presence of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an aura that tapped, Enchanted Creature has tap put a 1-1 one, one, uh, green elf warrior token into play. So if you enchant... Uh, midnight uh, guard with presence of a god. You just get to make all the make, make all, all the elves. elves you want. Yep. Uh, I also have this. Also works with scurry oak. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, uh, I have lurking roper in here as well. Okay. So this works with lurking works. roper and a card that gains life. Yep. So. There's still a few cards in here that gain life when a creature comes into play. Mm-hmm. So there is Prosperous Innkeeper, uh, Essence Warden, Soul Warden, and uh, I've got Daxos. Yep. Right. So there's, so like you can Lurking Roper and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Scurry Oak. Yep. So Scurry Oak plus one of those. And then you've got to go into white. But you could have either Cleric Class on level two. Mm-hmm. Or um, Light of Promise. Which is an aura that has whenever you gain life, put a pl- put that many plus one plus one counters on this creature. Yeah. So you've got to enchant your Scurry Oak and then gain a life somehow what's the uh what's the combo in historic it is um scurry oak a soul warden effect and heliod no 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 no. there's a two card combo that's like a four drop green creature isn't there oh it's scurry oak and oh gosh what is it i know what you're talking about because i think that card's an uncommon too it might be. I might have just missed that one. Uh, um, I don't know the best way to look that up either. Uh, here we go. I'm just Googling Scurry Oak Combo Historic. And oh, yeah. we'll see if uh, it comes up. But yeah, I guess there is. It's Yeah, it's from... It's an Evolve creature? From... Uh, yeah, maybe I, maybe I missed that one. 
Uh, Ivy Lane Denizen. Ivy Lane Denizen. Three and a green for a 2-3. Whenever another green creature enters a battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. All right. So you just put the counter on Scurry Oak, which makes a squirrel. That puts a counter on Scurry Oak that makes a squirrel. Yeah. Okay. So Ivy Lane Denison, you'll probably be on the team. So there's a lot of goofy green stuff to do. I don't know what gets cut. So I got to cut a four drop. Uh, Maybe it's Timeless Witness because I already have Eternal Witness. I don't need two witnesses. Yeah. Um, I was looking at that one thinking that should be the cut. Yeah. Um, So... Like so, there are those, and then you had brought up putting um, what is it called? Rhythm of the Wild in the cube, because mm-hmm. that combos with persist creatures. Right. So uh, I actually had someone do this to me in Historic. They didn't do it with Rhythm oh, yeah? of the Wild. They did it with um, Luminous Broodmoth. So they had okay. um, Putrid uh, Goblin. The two two with persist, Skirk Prospector, mm-hmm. and then a way to get um uh your uh and a way to like reset your putrid goblin, which was um luminous broodmoth. And you can just make infinite uh, uh infinite mana. Because you Oh, keep- I got it. Because it comes back with persist with the um counter. And then it comes back with Brood Moth with no counter but a flying counter. Yeah. And then it alternates back and forth. Yes. I gotcha. So if you have, so if you're in Jund, you can make infinite mana. Mm-hmm. If you are, now you can do it, um, like you can Goblin Bombardment and uh, Kitchen Finks mm-hmm. someone and gain infinite life slash. Uh, Kill infinite them. Damage. Yes, yeah. infinite damage. Your infinite life doesn't matter when they're dead. Right. So there are a few different like rando um, murderous red cap. Murderous red cap as well. Yep. It's a goblin, so it lets you do it in green red. So mm-hmm. you can skirk prospector in that. Yep. Um. So, what are other? Those were the. There was another like infinite ish combo. Uh oh, I guess Grumgully does it too. Oh yeah, Grumgully does do it. Yep. Yeah, Grumgully does it with uh by just putting counters on things that you sacrifice. So again, the persist yep. creatures let you do silly, silly things. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the like those are just ways to like I think it's different in constructed when your opponent like has built their deck around this thing and they just like, they always do it. Right. But like in limited where like it's a, it's a lot more of like a heavy lift. Yeah. To like, you've got to put together these two things and then like, it gets just broken up by like removal. Right. Just anything, just anything. (laughs) It's like, Oh, I had removal. You die. Yeah. Like good good try, but no, it does not work. Um so uh one thing that I did, and again, like this is your personal preference, right? Mm-hmm. Is a lot 
of cubes have way more colorless cards than I have. Oftentimes okay. it's broken up from what I've seen roughly like, you know, like I have the way that, uh, the, the so I'm doing everything on cube Cobra. Mm-hmm. This was the site I found to do this. And the only reason I found it is because both star city and card kingdom sell cubes, fully assembled okay. cubes. And this is and, where their list was. Uh, Card Kingdoms had their had their list here. Yeah. So I'm not 100 percent sure this is the best site, but the way I have them sorted. Well, I think like the go to was Cube Tutor, and that's not around anymore, yeah, right? That just went away recently. Yeah. So, like, I have, I have a hundred multicolored cards. Uh, the way I count them, and okay. I'm the only one who matters. Uh, right the way i count them yeah so there's i'm off one i actually have 99 i have to fix one i just realized uh so the way i'm counting my multicolored cards is either cards that have a gold casting cost or Mm -hmm. split cards okay that are like fire ice like in Mm -hmm. my mind that is gold right but the things i'm not counting which is why like if you look at it like azorius has 11 cards is I'm not counting momentary blink as a gold card, okay. even though it has a white casting cost and a blue flashback. Yeah. In my head, I was like, that should really just be white. Mm-hmm. So I moved a bunch of, I moved some cards out of white to say like, well, momentary blink should be over there. And then I put in another gold card, which yeah. uh, I'm debating on what that gold card should be. Oh, what did I, Okay, we've I cut something that I didn't mean to cut. I don't know. Let's figure it out. Uh oh. Anyway, yeah, I thought I cut Senate Guild Mage and put in Royal Spout, but I apparently cut something else and put in Royal Spout. So we'll figure it out. Right. But I went through and was like, I don't think that like cause they count like like the way they do stuff is cranial plating is black. Yeah. Cause it has black mana symbols on it, but I'm like, no, cranial plating is colorless. It just happens that you could maybe get a little bit more out of it if it's in a black deck, but it doesn't have to be. So the card I have to move still is Unburial Rites. So I went through and I was like, I want there to to be more focus on the color pairs and the colored archetypes and less on just like colorless cards. Now, Mm -hmm. what do colorless cards let you do? They let you save your draft a little bit. Yeah, it lets you fill holes. Right. So, like, there's only technically 29 colorless cards. Mm-hmm. So there aren't a ton to go around. Uh, but what I try to do is I supplemented that by I have more lands than most cubes do. More I have dual s- lands? More dual lands. I have 60 yeah. lands total. Yeah. That you can draft because a lot of times in cube... Right. Um, you're going to have like a bunch of cards that are like bees in your sideboard mm-hmm. that but you're you just can't not play playing. Your mana is no good. Either because your mana is no good or you just drafted them and like they just don't fit. Right. Yeah. Where if you like prioritize taking lands, right, you're going to get your yeah. playables. And, you know, you know, there are like three, 
to five duels that are going to be in your colors. Like if you take those duels, your mana is going to be better and you have more opportunities to draft lands. Mm. So hopefully you have more cards that actually make it into your deck. Yeah, this is kind of a little bit strange um, because you don't have, like you kind of have loose three color archetypes like mm-hmm. built into the cube. Yes. Um, but there's nothing concrete as far as like signposts go. But yeah. then you've got all 10 of the three color tap lands. So I have all, like, in my mind, they are one, they are extra duels at, yeah. at, at the worst, right? Yep. If you are green, black, you can just take Opulent Palace and be happy. Right. Right. Uh, but they do support, like, you know, in my head, there's, right, you could be Jeskai Control, right? Mm-hmm. And you would want uh, Mystic Monastery. Well, you said there was also like a little bit of a Jeskai's Artifacts thing yeah. too because your red-white archetype makes artifact tokens and like your red-blue archetype is artifacts so you could kind of overlap them. Yeah, and same with like there's like I have Mayhem Devil and mm-hmm. some red things that sacrifice. Right. Right, so you so could you be... your Nomad Outpost and be Mardu. Yeah, you could be Mardu. So yeah, there's not like a hard... Like, hey, be three colors. Right. But like I think a lot of cubes you end up being three colors. Yeah. So uh that was the thought process. Again, this is my first time at this. So hopefully yeah. it would work out. And so I went through also and seeded like lands for different archetypes that only make one color. So I have like Gates of Istfel, which like yeah. comes into play tapped and makes white mana but also gains you two life and draws you two cards. So if you're, yep. you know, if you're the blue-white control player, like that's the land that you would prioritize over the mono-white player. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, like this gives me card draw in my in my land slot. That's great. Right. Um, And because like blue-white also has like an artifact or just guy has an artifact sub-theme, I put the blue-white artifact land or i put the artifact lands in those colors yeah the ones from mh2 the ones from mh2 but i was like well blue black doesn't have an artifact theme so i'm not going to put the blue black bridge Mm -hmm. in because i want the blue black player to get their dual land and if you have like an affinity deck the affinity deck only cares about getting artifact lands it doesn't actually care what color they right. make it so, just wants them. so it's like well if i put the blue black bridge in the blue black deck never gets it right so i'll just put in generic like tap land that gains a life mm-hmm. because the only person who wants that is the person who's blue black right right and so like for each for i tried for every color i don't know if i actually succeeded to put like a land that supports their like one of the archetypes. So mm-hmm. like for black, I have Dakmore salvage because yeah. black has, a, you know, you know, a reanimating graveyard theme uh, for red. Oh, I'm sorry. For, for, for red, I have great furnace for blue. Their seat of the synod. Yeah. For uh, there was another one for all oh, for blue, black, the for blue, Another one for blue. I have the the reanimation land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, one from Kaldheim. Mm-hmm. 
So there, so there are like little things in your mana base. You're like, oh, I'm the re- I'm I'm kind of blue black reanimatory. I guess. Yeah. I guess I want this land. So, just to try to like make people pick lands, mm-hmm. and like end up with more of the cards that you drafted actually being in your deck. Yeah. So I wonder. I mean, this is kind of. I guess we're kind of wrapping the show up, so we can kind Kinda. of talk about some some other oddball stuff here. Um, I wonder if there's a way to to build a cube to teach people to draft, like not not nuts and bolts of draft, but like to be better drafters. And like, and... is there a way to build a cube where it's obvious, like what the signposts are and how to look for them, and to force you to take, um, like mana fixing lands, like a cube that would hold your hand through a draft to teach people like, you know, some of the like level two drafting like strategies. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like on part of it, it feels almost like, like the modern horizons, um, uh, not modern, but the old, um, modern uh modern masters modern masters where like you like fall into your archetype and you're like oh i'm only taking cards from this archetype yeah so oh man i wish i could figure out what card i accidentally took out (laughs) there's no like change log you can look at um like there should be like i feel like there is but i also can't figure out how to do it because uh, like it has like a post like hey this is what was taken out six hours ago, yeah. but I I clearly don't um don't know this uh, well enough to figure it out. Um, but yeah, boo me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, like you can like make a cube where it like kind of forces you to do the to do the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean where you're like just be oh. an interesting thought experiment, I guess. Yeah, like oh hey, like we're going to make sure that you, you know, like make the right choice. Well, or, like your what you were just talking about with lands is kind of what like yeah. made me think of that. Is, where it it's not like you know telling you what to do for every pick, but like holding your hand a little bit and, Oh yeah, yeah I want to make sure that the blue black player gets their dual land. So this is what I'm going to do. And maybe if you draft blue black out of that cube enough times, you'll realize that like the, maybe you value the lands a little bit more than you normally would. Or, you know, the, the other, the other side of having a bunch of lands is, you know, maybe you don't, maybe people don't view value the lands high enough because yeah. there's there's always another one that's going to come by right uh so like that's kind of the the other side of it but like you could be right where you're like oh hey like there aren't very many colorless cards in this cube i need to make sure that i'm taking my lands early on in the game or early yeah. on once i know what color pair i'm in to make sure i can right. cast on my spells because i'm not going to have a bunch of just like generic colorless cards to bail me out yeah like i have to actually have like good 
cards or I have to have cards that like actually do stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I can't just, you know, be like, Oh, it's okay. Like I'll have like four colorless cards in my deck. It's like, no, you might have like two. Right. And so you need to make sure that you have like, you know, you've drafted, you've drafted ninjas and you have a gifted aetherborn. So you need to have blue on one, black, black on two, or you want black, black on two and like blue, blue on three. So you, yeah. you better have some, you better have some, uh, uh, fixing or that's not going to happen. You know what? Another thing you could do, s- sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place oh, no, now. Oh, no, this is fine. Um, you've got, did I see a couple different creatures in here that let you put in a, like a land from your hand into play? Um, do I? I don't know if I have any. Well, I saw the um, white green one. Oh, I was yeah, just yeah, looking yeah. through to see if you had any of the others. Yeah, yeah I don't that think guy. You do the uh, the guy from the most recent recent. Uh, it's so hard to remembering all the names. I got exactly yeah. <laughs> Marasa Root Grazer. Yeah, yeah the, the two three vigilance nerd that puts. Oh, he's the just play. a basic land. He's just a basic. Okay. Because I was going to say you could like there's another combo you could bake into here too with um retreat to Coral Home and the bounce lands. Oh yeah, yeah, we have the bounce lands. Just, yeah, well, yeah, that's why I was thinking. Yeah, you already have the bounce lands, and if you yeah. retreat to Coral Home and one of the guys that puts a land into play, you can just get infinite landfall triggers. Uh oh, gosh, the snake, right? Secure tribe scout. Yeah, secure a tribe scout. Um, Guy claim ranger, sky shroud ranger. Sky shroud ranger is the other one. Hmm. With your combo color, uh, it's uh, green. Green is the combo color in this cube, apparently. <laughs> uh, you may put a land from your. Yep. Sky Shroud Ranger. Only one print. Oh, oh, okay. There's one. It's it's got a Tempest printing, so that would be the printing we would use, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like an argument. Like I have um, Elvish Visionary, but like no mm-hmm. elves. It's just like generic good card. Like that yeah. could be a put an extra lane in the play person. Yeah. And then I, you know, and then it's finding a spot for retreat, but that wouldn't be too too difficult i don't think because i mean i have like displace and ghostly flicker they're kind of the same card yeah so like you could ditch one of those yeah i don't know that you want to like nuke a different archetype though i I guess you would be like anyway you've got you've got to like some it's hard because you're like okay something has to go yeah what is like when you're at this point you're like okay we have enough cards what is the thing like that has to go for for it? And it's like, yeah, uh, I don't know. And like that's because like, you know, some of them are easy, right? Like the Ivy Lane mm-hmm. Denison, like that can go in for, you know, like the second Eternal Witness type effect. They're the same mana cost. Perfect. Right. Right. But then there's, uh, you know, Anthony brought up like Wild Nakatl. Cause, you know, mm-hmm. I loved Wild Nakatl and like that. Like, remember Naya Burn? Where you played 
wild Nacatls. Yeah, but like wild Nacatl doesn't really work with the mana base that you have baked into this cube, though. I know. That's why I told him. I was like, like the only like dual like common duels that have land types are the Kaldheim, uh, snow snowlands. Yeah. And so I was like, you could put those in, but you have to redo all of like, or at least redo like the Naya ones. Right. Right. But then, like, what are your chances of actually getting, like, Nakadal in Dual Land? Right. Right. It's pretty low. Mm-hmm. So, and again, this is something going all the way back to, like, if you got to play your cube, right? You, like, you make your cube, you go, and you play it with your friends, and they're just like, oh, I thought I had a really good Landfall deck, but mm-hmm. it just didn't work. And you'd be like, yeah. okay, well, let's look at see. Okay, ooh, I agree, like, this should be good. Like okay, what did we me- what did I mess up? What can I do to change this archetype? Or maybe landfall is not good enough, right? So it's something that you yeah. be like, oh, like next time I'll try red green, you know, four power matters, like yeah. you know, ferocious slash like the Theros beyond yeah. death archetype, right? Like I yep. can try to put that in the cube, and like I've got to take out these twenty cards and put in these twenty cards. Mm-hmm. Like okay, we'll try that this this week. So like you could move stuff around and be like, well, I don't want to ditch the whole archetype, but how can I better support it? Yeah. Or, you know, oh, the creatures never got big enough to keep up with the green-white counters archetype. Maybe I need to, like, turn that down a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, green-white counters was a Modern Horizons 2 draft archetype. Yeah, so it's going to so, be a little bit stronger then. Yeah, so if you, like, if you're, like, picking the cards that are really good for that archetype. And that was something I wanted to do was like have really good versions of those archetypes. So like, you know, what's the card? Uh, it's an uncommon Modern Horizons 2 herd Bailoff. three green, green for a four, four fine. Mm-hmm. Whenever one or more counters are put on herd Bailoff, make a four, four. Oh, so it just spits out tons of vanilla four, fours. Yeah. Right. Like I have that card in here. Cause it's like, the best possible like counters card but yeah. maybe like that card's just stone unbeatable and like maybe that card shouldn't be in the queue because you can never beat it um well okay so maybe we need to uh, get rid of the ivy lane denizen then i mean maybe not but i'm just like well because ivy lane combos with this the same way it combos with scurry oak except you're making four fours instead of one ones that is kind of sweet though yeah. <laughs> right. But no, like, but maybe, right. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe you're like, oh, okay, maybe this shouldn't be, you know, yeah. uh, Ivy Lane Denison because that, like, makes this thing too busted. So I'm going to, like, not do that. So you have, but, like, so you have the ability to, like, tweak knobs and stuff to, yeah, to figure out what, what things you should have and what things you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it would be something is a thing that is living, right? If you're like, Oh yeah. For oh sure. man, the, the blue white archetype was really, really, really too good. Or like it was no fun. Right. You know, yeah. it, it has, um, Oh gosh, what is it? It has mana war and it has reflector mage. And, Oh, the the person who played against that, they just got locked out of playing creatures 
every single yeah. game. Okay, yeah. I should probably take one of those out. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, well, that's just that's just how it goes. You got God. It's like, well, no, maybe we should have like, maybe I need to pull that back. So yeah. like, just because you have a list doesn't mean that list is like done. And like mm-hmm. every set that comes out, like you said before, like maybe there'll be some really sweet ninjas. And it's like, yeah. oh, cool. Now I've got to like try to sneak more ninjas in here. Or mm-hmm. there might be a better version of fill in the blank card. Oh, I really want to have that in the cube now. Yeah. So it's just always something you're going to like work with, work on and mess with. And I think that's like the fun of it is you're always like tweaking it and trying to make yeah. it a little bit better. Yeah. Like you said, it's living. Yes. It's a living format, much like alchemy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You just take a Sharpie marker and you make it all better. <laughs> I want this card to cost one less because I said so. Hey. Again, it's your cube. Like people do that. People, <laughs> it's your make, cube. people make cubes with cards they've created. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I want this effect in the cube. It does not exist. I can fix that. It I want to play now. companions as they were originally designed. Yay. <laughs> I want to I want to make stuff not fun. So let's play companions as Morrow intended. Yeah. Okay, hey, hey, I I didn't design those. <laughs> Hush, Morrow. Hush. We all know you did. It's fine. Yeah. Karuga and Loris are the same power level completely. Yeah. <laughs> completely. Like doesn't yeah. Karuga say like it just can't be like any spell three or less yeah like how different does loris play if it's just you can't have any spells in your deck three or greater right right no colagon's command no force of will yep card is probably not okay but better right but as written it's a big yikes for me, uh, Mara. Big yikes. Yeah. Did you, uh, one more question about your cube here. Did you, I know at one point you had some cycling stuff in here. Did you cut all that? I cut all of it because right. my thought process was it didn't give enough to like justify itself. And yeah. as I tried to like build out other archetypes, particularly like um like a reasonable like mono white deck. So mm-hmm. like putting things in like uh so like the the modular guys. Yeah. Um to be like kind of more aggressive one drops, uh Dauntless Bodyguard, uh star people, so things to support the plus one plus one counters archetype. And stuff, I was like, I just need more cards. And, like, I don't know how much, like, Astral Slide yeah. is is adding to the, is adding to things. So, like, yeah. I had, oh, gosh, Zenith Flare. And I was like, I think I only have, like, 20 cards with cycling total across all of the colors. Like, this isn't that good of, yeah. a, of a card. And, like. Uh, Draineth Healer. I was like, I want, like, if you drafted Mono White in the cube, it just 
did nothing. Yeah. And I was like, well, I like I'd be better off if I had seasoned hollow blade mm-hmm. in that slot to make it so like you had an aggressive two drop you could play. Right. Or another aggressive two drop. So it was more that like I wanted like I wanted to have that like, you know, you know, kind of backdoor like cycling archetype that was across multiple colors. But it just yeah. I think took up too many slots, especially with me being like I want to have Storm also taking up random slots to like yeah, have enough space for everything. Yeah, both of those spread yeah. across a bunch of different colors. Yeah, and have them like both be reasonable. Right. So that was the like thought process there. So like I have some of the like Modern Horizons 2 like random like uh, modular creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like artifact, like white artifact creatures. Uh, and then, like I said, like there's an artifact sub theme. So you can be red, white, go wide artifacts. And then you get, oh God, what is his name? Uh, again, random modern horizons two card. Uh, where's he at? Uh, here he is. Arc bound. Shikari. Oh yeah. 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 He comes into play and just puts a plus one, plus one counter on each of your artifact creatures you control. So you're like, oh, hey, I have all these little artifact tokens and stuff. This guy, like, incentivizes me to take the artifact creatures. Mm -hmm. So just little things like that that hopefully work out to be fun. Hopefully. Uh, It looks fun. One day we will find out if it is fun. One day. One day. I don't know when that day is. But one day we'll find out if it is actually actually factually fun. Like, there's also, like, I've got, like, uh, Space Godzilla here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if I could find, like, the actual name of it. Like, I'd have Death to find... Corona. The- Death Corona, because that's what it actually shows. Like, if I could get, like, a Death Corona, because it would just have to be in the cube. Uh, yeah. But, like, like, there are some cycling creatures still in the cube. There's Space Godzilla. There is uh, Strike Riverwinder. Mm-hmm. And then there is Titan off Rex. Yeah, I saw him in there. And Greater Sandworm. Yeah. And so those creatures, right, they are You had in... the one that gets a land too, right? Oh, I have both of those, actually. Chef at Monitor. Yeah. Chef at Monitor and the old school one. Oh, the Tusker, yeah. Tusker, right. Which maybe I should only have one. But the reason those are in there, and the Chef at Monitor and the Tusker have a higher cycling cost, like three and four, yeah. is... My favorite way to put my reanimation targets in the graveyard is to cycle them. Yes. Right. So like you have striped river winder and I should also have waker of waves in there. He doesn't cycle. He kind of does. Right. Yeah. Mostly cycles. Mostly cycles. Right. But so like blue black has like a reanimation sub theme. And so it is like Mm -hmm. green black. So it's like, okay, like I have good old uh, void beckoner here because Right, I can cycle into the graveyard. Same with Striped Riverwinder in Waker of Waves. Yep. So like there's these random cycling creatures and they're not they're not totally random. Right. They're there because they support, you know, the reanimation archetype, but they're also like if you're blue green, right? Yeah. Like it's fine to just like play at a Titan off Rex. If you get to ten mana or nine mm-hmm. mana, you get an eleven level trample. Yeah. Cool. Right, you might be better off with a spine megalodon that has hexproof, but <laughs> right, and same. But like, you get like 
they're all they're reanimating targets that are easy to get in the graveyard, like so you're not like relying on like faithless looting. Yeah, self-contained. Yeah, but they also are a payoff if you're just like the green deck that wants to mm-hmm. play a ton of cards or to play yep. a ton of mana. Though I do like the uh, they put a uh, the infinite uh, infinite landfall triggers. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, pretty nifty, and I think everyone gets a bounce <laughs> land, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I gave everyone a bounce land because I was. That's another thing, right? Like I was only going to give the landfall colors bounce lands, but the problem yeah. is, is like, uh, pro tip: if there's bounce lands in a cube that you're drafting, they're first pickable. Yeah, because like yeah, you've they, got them all in here. Yeah, they because bounce lands give you like sneaky card advantage. Yeah, they're two land drops in one. Yeah, so one like, card. yeah, like a two land hand of like land bounce land. Actually, you hit your third land drop. Right, it's the same as having a three it's, land hand. Yeah, so they're like first pickable. So I was like, oh, I if I only give them to the uh, landfall colors, they're gonna just get taken, and the landfall decks are never gonna get them. Yeah, right. But you know now. You know, there might not be as big, like, oh, I want a bounce land, but I want the bounce land that's my color. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, there's only three bounce lands. I should just take one. And as long as it's one of my colors, I'm happy. Yeah. So that, like, you th- like those are things that you maybe take for granted that you're like, oh, no, I need to think about, like, what are the incentives for taking this land? Yeah, like they also play nice with your gain life lands and with the cycling lands. Because mm-hmm. like later Cause in the can... game, you can bounce and then cycle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now I've got to find a place to put a, uh, what's it called? Retreat to Coral Home. Retreat to Coral Home. That one's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was looking a little bit and I couldn't really find a good place. Yeah, I mean, do I want to, con- like, control magic is just generically good card. But, like, right. that also, like, props up blue control decks. Right. Because you're like, eh, it's fine. I'll just control magic it. I would, like, my first thought was fall from favor, but I like the monarch. <laughs> I don't want to cut monarch cards. Yeah, there's only a handful. There's fall from favor, and then I think there is one in white. Yeah. Uh... Oh, there's what's there's the good one, Palace Jailer. Yeah. So I think those are the only two. And like, there's an argument like you could cut Fall from Favor because Blue should have enough card advantage, but I don't have a lot of like just raw card draw. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. preordains and ponders and like filtering. Yeah. Well, not... you got Treasure Cruise and Thoughtcast. Yeah, Treasure Cruise Thoughtcast. Thirst and, for discovery. Uh, um, reverse engineer. Yeah. I don't know, I guess like a control deck would just play that and be happy to draw. I guess it's five mana, draw three cards. Like you can't be unhappy. Right. So yeah, I guess there's more than I thought. Hieroglyphic illumination. I mean, that, that's only ever a card, but could be two cards if you needed it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that may be like, that could be a holdover from like, the cycling times right? yeah like i was just had... gonna say I, I don't know why you'd play that over like um it's what's like, the foretell one um uh behold the multiverse 
Yeah. So there are currently no Fortel cards in the cube. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So like if you put a Fortel card in, you everyone know what knows what it is, which yeah. is fine. But like I had, oh gosh, Sorol's Packmate. Yeah. In, but I was like, well, everyone just knows Sorol's Packmate. Yeah. So like there's no game to be played. Yeah, like, like the problem is you need multiples per color. Yes. Because even if you had like this and Sirulf's Packmate, like depending on you know yeah. what deck you were playing, they'd know what it was. Your blue white, yeah, that's not a that's not a three three that drew you a card. That right. is definitely so like it could be Chemister's Insight. Mm-hmm. Uh or is there another like scry two draw two? Cause like, yeah, um, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of there's them. Glimmer there's, of, there's Glimmer of Genius, but Glimmer yeah, of Genius glimmer. makes energy, and I don't yeah. actually have anything else that uses energy. Yeah. Because, like, uh, like Anthony is like, why don't you have, um, what's his name? Rogi. Yeah, Whirler uh, Virtuoso. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it'd be the only thing that uses energy. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Do I want to have people like track energy for literally one card? Right. Like, it's like, no, that doesn't sound fun. Right. And that's another thing is like, you can just go like, you know what? That doesn't sound like fun. So guess what? I'm not going to do that thing that doesn't sound fun. Mm-hmm. And you get to do that. And it's pretty all right. There's also another argument, something that I thought about, like throwing in the, uh, like just throwing in like a relic of progenitus or some like random cyborg card. Mm-hmm. Since there's a lot of art uh, graveyard stuff, yeah, I feel like that's something that, like I'd rather like play test. Yeah, and if like the graveyard stuff is way too good, it's like okay, I can either tone it down or put in uh, what's it called? Put in hate cards. Oh, there's there's also Thopter Sword. Oh yeah 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 yep. we're going hard. There's Ice Manipulator. Presumably, it would be the the, the Ice Age art, because that's the art yeah. that I, I remember. <laughs> that makes. Well, I mean, this, I remember the Icy Ball, but yeah, yeah. Th- this art also. Yeah, that makes literal no sense. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's just some machine. It's just a machine that apparently does bad things to you. Yeah. It's the machine it from, uh, cold. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the Princess Bride? Yeah. That sucks the life out of you? Yep. I mean, that, that dude in the green jumpsuit definitely looks like the life is being sucked out of him. <laughs> yes. So, with all of that, hopefully you, one, have a slightly better understanding of what a cube is when someone says, like, cube. Yeah. Uh, and um, I'm going to uh, put the, the link to my cube in the... Uh, in the description so if you want to check that out uh i'm getting close to like buying cards for it or like at least starting to go through and set aside cards for it mm-hmm. just so like at some point i can put it together i uh i did ask for uh when like pressed on like hey what do you want for christmas mm-hmm. uh have you heard of cardabajigs i have i asked for a set of cardabajigs so cardabajigs oh, are are plastic packs that let you put 15 sleeved cards in them. So mm-hmm. like you could during the week 
or whatever, shuffle up your cube and then count out 15 cards and then make the pack. So when you go to like play, you just go like, here are three packs. Yeah. There's, there's not the like awkwardness on like the day of like counting out 15. Yeah. And stuff. It's like, no, here are 15 cards. Okay, go. As opposed to, okay, let's go count all these out. Like, so it's a little more work for the person who owns the queue, but it just makes a better experience. Yeah. For the people who are getting to play. Uh, I mean, the card jigs are nice too, because they're, they, they can protect your cube as well and they're like reusable. So, yeah, they're just like, yeah, they're basically like a hard, a hard case yeah. that holds 15 sleeve cards. Yep. You just be like, here, here are your, here are your cards. Let us do this thing. So if you have any like feedback, as, as James pointed out, I, I did miss the existence of some cards or thought for sure I put Reckless Bushwhacker in, but <laughs> clearly did not. Yeah. Uh, That's sorry, right. I'll let it slide. Sorry, uh plundering barbarian. <laughs> you had a, you had a good you had a good run in the cube. Same with you, uh uh Timeless witness. Yep. You had, you had a good you had a good run. Uh but more more combo nations. That's right. I should put if it I, in the, if I know anything about Brian as a magic player, it's that he likes combos. I do like combos. Uh so I should put in another removal spell to help break up the combos. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But I mean Hey, Hero's Downfall is an uncommon now, so it's already in. Oh, okay. So if if to be fair, to, to uh, we've got Fatal Push, Eliminate, Grasp of Darkness, Infernal Grasp, Nameless Inversion, Hero's Downfall, Murderous Cut, Blood Chief's Thirst, Eaten Alive, uh, Swords Path. Yeah, Swords and Path, and then all of the like enchantment based things. Yeah. So like we're not Do you we're have not. A- terminate in here i yes i have terminate yep as it as it showed up as someone's favorite uh common it took a while to get there but we got yeah i don't don't know why it took me so long but we got we got terminate and unlicensed disintegration oh perfect that's another good one yeah so like they're and then like just like general red like removal so like they're like them being creature based combos does it's more forgivable. It is they are easier to interact with. Though Ivy Lane Denison is a it's a two three, so it gets got by like Both. almost all of the red all of the red yeah. removal as well. Yep. It ducks eliminate, but it gets uh got by everything else. So mm-hmm. yeah. So there are ways to interact. It's not that you're not just like cold to stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So give some feedback and, you know, uh, you can also like draft the cube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you wanted to try it out and see what your deck would look like, you can't actually play it. It doesn't look like you can draft with other people, but if you wanted to draft through it, feel free. Yeah. I've done it a bunch and it feels like the decks you end up with are reasonable. The bot mm-hmm. decks are always just a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. But the like the actual like person decks 
uh, are, are, are reasonable. And like, I can see when people draft a deck mm-hmm. and I can go back and look and see what they ended up drafting. Yeah. So that's, that's helpful to be like, oh, okay, this is what someone drafted. Cause I had someone like draft, like, uh, pretty decent like black green deck and i had not drafted black green in the cube and i was like oh good job thank you for helping hey you're welcome oh that was you yeah (laughs) i I thought it was i thought it was so but yeah i was like oh awesome like i hadn't drafted black green like i drafted like like that day i drafted like a cool blue white deck and i was like oh all right i was like oh this black green deck looks good yeah that was me i figured Uh, all right there was a couple picks that were ah, we don't have to go through that. There was a couple picks that were kind of questionable that like I thought a card would wheel and it didn't. Yeah. So, there's, but I don't know. Like you're just drafting against bots, so. Yeah. Some of my some of my drafts I've tried to zoom in on the screen yeah. uh, on my iPad and just taking a random card. It's like, "Well, eh, it's fine. There's enough playables." Yeah. <laughs> there's enough playables. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. So with all of that, the longest outro in history, I yeah. think we have a show. It's a show. So like we said, start looking on Twitter and Discord probably starting Tuesday, which you're not going to hear this. So go back in time on your <laughs> Twitter and Discord timelines and look for uh, our prompts for what the... Uh, for like end of the year uh, categories for the end of the year show. Yeah. Post up what you want the nominations to be. And also like, if you want to share the posts to have your friends chime in, um, like that'd be cool too. Yeah. Even if they uh, haven't listened to the show, they can post about the, uh, the other things that they, uh, the other things in the, uh, uh, in the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, whatever the wordiest card of the year they think is posted up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, uh, whatever alchemy card that I have no idea what it does. Yeah. <laughs> what does this do? I don't know. It's it's in the category of magic cards that I have listed as fake. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's that one card- of those cards that I didn't bother reading because I just tried on Arena to figure out what it did. Yeah, it's like, oh. That card is fake. I do not acknowledge it. Moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So hit us up on Twitter at Casual Tripod with that stuff. Yep. You can also find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. Um, our Discord is another place where you could let us know all of that information. Um, like Brian said, we will be posting up the different categories there. So. I'll probably do that in the show ideas room. So hop in there and let us know what you think. Um, I'll try and start like threads for them too. Um, We also have our TCG player affiliate link. We would really appreciate it if when you guys were buying singles, you'd use our affiliate link. Um, TCG.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a percentage of to help keep the show going. And if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG, where patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show and you get put on my special mailing list, which, uh, by the way, all of my patron uh, givebacks went out last week. So you guys will probably have them in your hands when you're listening to this. I hope you enjoy. 
They're really cool. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. Uh, Yeah, we'll catch you on the internet.